This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. Welcome to our podcast with Love and Justice for All. I don't know when you're listening, so that's why I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Reverend Kelly Isola. I'm here with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Ogan Holder, where we have conversations around embodied embodied anti-racism, um, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation for all, love, justice, and liberation. Um, and oftentimes, particularly the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers, um, individually and with faith communities and, and spiritual communities. We always want to thank our listeners and subscribers who, which is um, always growing, the number of people that that find us and listen to us. So thank you. And here in the U.S., our top states are Missouri and North Carolina, California, and Texas, um, Massachusetts. I think there's another one that I neglected, but we're also global. We have listeners from Canada, France, the United Kingdom, Germany, Mexico, and Brazil. So how are you doing today, Ogan? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into it later. I saw Till yesterday. Uh Um, and, uh, yeah, lots of thoughts, lots of feels, um, everybody should go see this movie. I think I actually just put up a post about it. Everybody should go see this movie and remember that it was not that long ago. Right. Well, it, I, I'm sure you'll find a way to weave it into our conversation. I am sure that I will. It'll come up. If people are going to see the movie, they're going to want to have conversations and, um, so uh, that's what we're doing today is it's we've titled it talking to your people talking so to your about, people. Yes. Talking to your people. It's about having the, you know, conversations around that, that are very divisive around race and racism and, you know, uh, with politics, and politics. And I was just going to say that all these lines being drawn um, and, you know, with the elections, crazy elections going on and intimidation and the rhetoric. 
everything and the holidays that are coming, people are going to be, unless they're just checking out altogether, which I certainly can understand the inclination, um, you know, we'll be around loved ones and family members. So we're talking today about how to talk to your people. But first, I think we have a few um we got some announcements. Tasty offerings, yes. Announcements. We gotta, we gotta, yeah. Let's do off offer. We gotta get rid of the church associated words. Announcements, offerings. Yes. We got some things happening. Let's go with that one. First of all, if you want to join in on the conversation with us, we live stream this on Facebook. Uh when we record the podcast, uh Tuesdays and Fridays around three-ish in the three o'clock hour. I think that's what I'm just gonna start saying from now on in the three o'clock hour Eastern time. So you can throw up some comments on Facebook as you're listening. Uh, you can hit us up um, on Instagram as well. That's at Get Our Holy On. You can leave us a voicemail, which we won't get till after the show, but voicemail at 413 Get Holy. That's 413-438-4659. And some of the other things we have going on, um, the talking to your people that Kelly just mentioned, this is also a workshop we're going to be doing. So we're going to be teasing it today, but then there's a workshop coming up on November 19th. And December 3rd, it's the same workshop twice. So we're giving you two opportunities to uh, participate. So whether it's Saturday, November 19th or Saturday, December 3rd from 10 to 2 p.m., we are going to be giving you a framework, a roadmap, uh, some, 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 some helping hands and hints on when you go home and you got the crazy MAGA uncle how do you, or cousin or, or brother or, or parent or, or neighbor, child or, or neighbor <laughs> or whoever. Right. right. Uh, how you can em- embrace conversation with them, because sometimes we are not in a position where we can just say, like, I am not talking to you. <laughs> that's that's right. right. So then and then often we do the other thing, which is like, then let's not talk about politics, religion, right. yada, yada, yada. And all then we're doing is having awkward small talk about the sweet potato pie and the silverware and the weather. Well, it's, it's so inauthentic and it really, right. it really. And I it's mean, not moving a, us forward. No, not at all. It's not, doesn't bring any hope or joy. It's yeah. just everybody shows up fake or and, they just keep their earbuds in. <laughs> exactly. So we got that coming up. Also coming up, um, Love and Rage or Contemplative Workshop, sorry, Play Shop on Liberation. <laughs> this will be November 12th. From 10 to 5.30 p.m., also Eastern Time. This is about redefining our relationship with anger, about loving ourselves deeper, about decolonizing ourselves towards wholeness. And now we and we have some scholarships for this workshop, or a scholarship rather, for this workshop. So if you were thinking about this and thinking like, you know, this might be beyond my financial reach, uh, we have a scholarship. So you can go to projectsanctus.com, register for both these workshops, apply for the scholarship if you would like to. And we also have what we call economic justice pricing plans for these workshops. So you choose, we give you some options and you choose the one that best meets your financial situation and you don't have to prove it to us. We're going on the honor system. So we got those coming up and a save the date. We are heading into 2023. Save the date. Oh my on, gosh. I know, right? It's here already. Starting January 10th, running through February 7th on Tuesday nights. That's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tuesday nights. Yep. From 7.30, 9.30 Eastern or 8.46, Book Club has a new selection. It is called American Detox, the myth of wellness and how we can truly heal. 
And this is the whole idea of how the wellness industry is really kind of just become another, for the most part, uh, you know, segment of capitalism. It's become yeah. toxic. Um, and it's sort of been lying to us for a while. Um, how capitalist is it? We're talking about 650 billion a year. And yet yeah. many of us find ourselves more isolated, find ourselves sadder. Anyways, um, Carrie Kelly is her name. She writes a great book about this, American Detox. Um, we're looking to have her on the podcast, maybe even drop it in for class one night. Um, so this is a book. Start reading it. It's a, it's a, it's an, it, there's a lot in the book. So you want to start reading. Don't wait till January to start reading. Um, no. American Detox, the myth of wellness and how we can truly heal. She is the founder of uh, Citizen Well. S-T-Z-N-W-E-L-L. Check them out online on all the socials, um, on the website as well. Uh, she's doing some really, really good work. Please buy your book, as always, from blissbooksandwine.com. They've got it up there. Use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. They are our Black-owned bookstore partners, and we want to support them, support Black, in, black businesses, um, and we have this great partnership with them. So buy your book there. Uh, there's a link to, to buying the book from them in our newsletters, on our website. Um, yeah, and all the things we do. We should probably put it up on uh, social media at some point too. But I think maybe. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah, we're gonna, we haven't maybe. posted. We haven't posted about the book club yet. No. Um, so, but that's coming. So those of you who are listening to podcasts, you get, you're getting, you're getting a jump on things. That's right. Um, Save so, the date. Exactly. So this, this is one of the perks. This is one of the perks of listening to us this way. You get to jump on things. Um, so that's all the things we got coming up. Again, I don't, we got to find a, getting rid of announcements, getting rid of offerings. Things is not quite the best word yet. Opportunities, maybe. Opportunities. Opportunities. Yes. Opportunities. Yes, there yes, we got so all these opportunities we have for uh, both uh, spiritual and racial consciousness shifting. There we go. Yep. All right. So talking to you, you should people, be an announcer. I, I sh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all, couldn't resist. All those years in the pulpit did not go to waste. Okay? No, I know. Right. We learned something. We we learned something. Uh, there you go. Uh, so talking to your people. So like we said earlier, the holidays are coming. We know some of you are going to find yourselves having to go home or or visit with family members who don't see things the way you do. I suspect there will also be an upsurge in friends given events where we gather with people of like mind, but some of us don't have that opportunity, the convenience. Some of us have struggled year after year again with, with the family, friends, neighbors, brothers, cousins, parents, whoever, you know, who, who come to the house or we go to their place and, you know, so and and we always question how do we, how do we talk to them about these issues about racism about politics how do we talk to them um, and still maintain some sense of not just civility but perhaps even connection right because yeah you know because uh, we haven't um, you know there's there's been a pandemic so we been haven't that. been meeting you know with each other and friends right. and family there's been a lot of not coming together and. And in that same time frame, we've gotten, you know, the world has gotten more and more uh, violent and um, just outright yeah. um, 
scary. You kind of read so, my mind because I was, I was about to say you can't use the pandemic as an excuse anymore. We got, right. We, we right. got vaccines. We got, right. Right. We can't use the pandemic as an excuse for it. Yeah. We're not getting together uh, this this year, uh, you know, unless you are like, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's like severely immunocompromised, you know, right. um, not not taken away from that experience. But but here we are. So so some of you may not be looking forward to thanksgiving or christmas or whatever. and the last time you saw these people it was probably easier to ignore you know and and not yep. point out uncle ben's racist joke you know right and it's just gotten yeah. too hard things have gotten worse and we're coming up on the midterms and depending on how the midterms turn out it may get even 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 worse Yes. Um, so, so who are, who are, who are your people? I don't It might be your uncle who tells the racist jokes It, uh, you know, this applies to your workplace as well. Colleagues who complain that, you know, uh, white men don't get promotions anymore, uh, who complain about the DEI, the and, DEI and that's seminar. problem. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm don't sorry. jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. I'm going through. Why do we have a script if we're not going to follow? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. It's the problem. Why, uh, you know, the uh, you might your people might be a friend who totally believes in equality, yeah. but wishes people didn't have to be so angry about it all the time. Might be a neighbor who still has the Trump lawn sign up, uh, who's still mm. denying the 2020 results, who still believes yeah. the election was stolen, who already believes that if, you know, uh, Republicans don't win, the election is rigged or stolen again and um, that the mm-hmm. world is coming to an end i mean it's ve- it's become very apocalyptic there there is there is yeah. you know um you may even have like your liberal aunt who marched in the 60s but is very angry when protesters break windows uh you might have some people who are habitual uh fox news or infowars viewers um people who are crouched in and rooted in conspiracy theories who are worried about quote unquote voter integrity, who are, uh, you know, concerned about uh, critical race theory and grooming, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we, we pulled some of these, by the way, from, from a book we recently just um, are about to wrap up a study of the do the work, um, the anti-racist activity, but which by the way, we're bringing again in January, stay tuned for dates about that. Cause there were, there were plenty of people who were like, Oh, we'd love to do this, but the dates aren't working. We're actually yep. going to move it to uh, like a three Saturday stint. Um, so there'll be longer sessions, but um, we don't want to take up too much of your Saturday time. So we think we can get it done in three Saturdays. Um, so, so stay tuned for dates and confirmation on that. But, but, or did we, we, we got dates for that, didn't we? We do have dates do. for that. All right, you look those up. You're on such a you're on such a roll. I just I, I know. Didn't want to interrupt. And I just derailed my, my I derailed my own my own role there. Mm. Um, but it's actually do. it's actually February. February, okay, mm-hmm. February. That's right. February, February 11, 1825. There you go. So so save those dates too. February 11, 1825, Saturday morning. We're gonna we're gonna do this do the work again. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's a so, never ending book. It's a never-ending book. This is a it's lifelong like no practice. No other book, you've, yeah. You know, and and this is part of what's in the book is a is a few pages about this. How how do you talk to your to your people? So so we we're gonna we're gonna tease it a little bit today. Hope to see you all at the workshop. Um, mm-hmm. Again, workshop dates November nineteenth and December third. Again, you can do either one or both. 
because if different people are coming to both days, you're going to have different scenarios. And this is going to be a lot of role play. I forgot to mention that earlier. It's going to be a lot oh, of role yeah. play. People are going to bring scenarios. We're going to present scenarios. We're going to role play this. You're actually um, going to practice. Yes. Actual practice, not just like theory uh, no. around this. But yeah. but the part of the theoretical framework is is to have considerations about before the conversation, during the conversation, and after the conversation. And part of the practice and preparation is that the reason why many of us don't have these conversations is because like we, some of us maybe assume that in the moment we'll know what to say or do. And then maybe we get flustered, we get upset, and then we shut down. Or again, we think not having them is the easier way to go. Um, well, and, and we don't have them because we know it's going to be awkward. Uh, we don't have them because, well, you know, I don't want to have a big fight. I don't want to, you know, people to be upset. It's the holidays. Um, and there's, of course, why would I have this conversation? It's not like anything's going to change. Exactly. Um, that's that's a big one. That's yeah. A big one. And and um, and one of the big ones, too, is I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't I don't even like I don't. It's kind of the, the you know, I, I don't have enough information as though, you know, if I have enough facts, somehow I can have the conversation. Yeah. And yet it's the it's the kind of thing that I equate it to maybe erroneously. You know, when someone says, well, we're going to wait till we can afford to have children before we have children. Well, if you do that, you'll never have them. You'll never have. Right. And well, this is the same idea. You, you have to be willing to make mistakes. You have yeah. to be willing to step on toes. That being said, it doesn't mean there aren't things that you can do to prepare yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Children are damn expensive. Um, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and listen, yeah. and, and the, the money affordability thing, that's the least of your worries when you, right. got, when you got kids, not to uh, do a bit of uh, shameless um, self cross promotion, but earlier this <laughs> afternoon, we are recording an episode of pub theology live. That's my other podcast, pub theology live. Um, and we talked about the difference between middle ground and common ground. Right. Um, and, and, and there was a quote around that, that we need to stop trying to find like political middle ground. And we made this distinction that middle ground was like maybe finding places like uh, politically we can agree on or find some compromise around versus common ground. The things we as human beings and, and humanity, you know, have in common. Right. right? And and for a lot of us, for our family members and and our neighbors and our and our and our colleagues, we have common ground. We we uh, so so. How do you have conversations with folks that you can find that common ground, even if you don't find the political middle ground? We can we still have to exist in the same space. You know, right. as Barack Obama's famously said a while back, there are no red states or blue states. We all purple states. We got we got people of of all political stripes in the very neighborhood we live in, in yeah. our very family. So, uh, so yeah, so we gotta, we gotta be able to have conversations uh, with them. So let's jump in a little bit with that first part before the conversation, what are some things we, we need to um, think about before we jump into these conversations? Well, I think one of the, you know, there's multiple things, but I think one of the most important is, you know, considering really knowing and understanding your relationship with the person 
mm-hmm. you know, like how, how long have you known them? You know, even how often are you in contact with them? You know, cause, cause at holidays, often we, we may be with people that maybe we don't see, you know, maybe once a year, twice a year, maybe, th- yeah. you know, but not very often. Um, and, um, so what's the relationship I have with the person? You know, how well do I know them, even if they're family? Um, and some of what I think I know may be through the family grapevine. You know, these people right. are wackadoodle. They're, they're you know, liberal wackadoodles, far left, you know, or the other end, you know, the far right, crazy fascist. Um, and what is it that I really know about the person? Um, and I, you know, it also is, um, you know, in knowing the person and, and understanding the relationship, what comes with it, if I'm going to have the, you know, difficult conversation, you know, am I willing, what am I willing to risk? Yeah. You know, am I willing to lose the relationship? Um, uh, and that's probably one of the closer that I am to someone, the harder it is to say, yes, I'm willing to risk the relationship. Um, yeah. And, and cause especially if it's, you know, if it's, you know, family members or neighbors or something where you're still going to see them potentially. And it can be, uh, sometimes it can, you know, even if I'm close to a friend and I'm willing to risk the relationship, um, the chances of me seeing them again in the years to come might be far less chance of that than say, you know, my cousin or my sister-in-law. You right. Know, the, um, so I have to be I just have to be very clear on on what's at stake and um, what I'm willing to risk. And that's a that's a question I'm always asking myself, um, you know, what am I what am I willing to risk? Um, and and depending on that answer, it influences yeah. how how and when you speak with them. Right. Yeah. It's the difference. It's the difference between seeing something at the table where everyone's eating at the meal or saying yeah. something, you know, when you on that post turkey walk trying to fend off sleep, uh, right. you know, and, and you're by yourselves and you're walking the dog or something and you might say like, you know, hey, so that thing you mentioned earlier, you know, right. that's sort of why it bothered me, but it's more of a one on one thing, not in front of yes. everybody else. So right. so so you, the, the relationship d- d- depends a lot. Um, it may be a situation where you know that that person is expressing a thought that other people hold. So you might want right. to say out loud in front of other folks so that everyone's everyone's hearing it um, as, yeah. as well. So so that's yeah, that is that's a that's a very important thing. I mean, you, you and I had a recent episode where someone close to us um, or that we know well, and I think we treated it a lot differently than, you know, maybe some random person who shows up in a workshop uh with us um right. I, I mean i i know for sure it was there was more hesitancy uh, for me to say anything um because i was like this is a person I, i've known a long time i respect them i don't i don't want them to alienate me i don't want to be alienated from them so now i gotta handle this a little more delicately yes then, you know, if it's someone who may have randomly never met before, turned up maybe in a workshop and I can be a little more direct, a little more pointed because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it may be the first and last time I see this person um, as as well. So 
So well, the, and and it and it it played in for me because it's someone that's physically close to me that I see regularly physically. There you go. And we're very close friends. And uh, you know what am I willing to risk? And um, you know, and I was I was having to do that. Look down yeah. the road at possible. I didn't think it was a re- really a reality, but I had to at least have the conversation with myself. In am I willing to risk never? You know the relationship ending. Yeah, because that's a possible. That is a possibility yeah. when you yeah. when anyone says something, right? That 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 person might be. I mean, we we we've had <laughs> we've experienced people who talk to us a lot less now <laughs> since yes. we started doing yeah. this work. Yeah. Like you turn the lights on and the cockroaches <laughs> scatter. Uh, yeah. We are not calling them cockroaches. We've alienated them enough, <laughs> and you're calling them cockroaches. No, she's not no, calling no, you cockroaches. No, That's not no. what she's saying. Okay, not what she's saying. Fine. No, it's <laughs> not. Of course, it's not what I'm saying. It's just the. I the, listen. The don't. Of course, there. You don't know how people gonna hear. Stuff. I know. I know. I I forget. I forget so, sometimes. So, which so is you, why I'm always yes. in trouble. Yes. Metaphor is not literal. That's it's got to remind remind people. <laughs> no, Metaphors. so to to take it out of that out of that metaphor, it, do. It, it's true. <laughs> Consider the relationships, these, Kelly. Consider the relationships. Well, they've pretty much all left, so I'm good. <laughs> um, already before oh, no. my cockroach oh, no. comment, oh, but no. it is it, you do point to, um, you know, the world that we're in, you know, with with colleagues that there is. Uh, there's a huge amount of resistance mm-hmm. in, you know, from spiritual leaders in having these conversations. And yes. as a result, it has gotten a little, I can hear crickets a little more often, you know, um, when it comes to colleagues and it really saddens me, you know, it does, it is, I do have a sense of brokenheartedness because mm-hmm. uh, I want a different world. And, um, but each time, I have always considered what's the relationship? What am I willing to risk? Yeah. Um, And that's a really important, for me, it's a really important question. And the last thing I'll say about risk is that um, um, if I'm not willing to risk anything, then nothing will change. Bingo. That's, Um, that's the big, that's the big one right there. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, every piece of progress comes with risk. You know, so so then so 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 that's that's uh, we mentioned one more uh, before the conversation sort of um, thing to consider, and that is um, knowing where you stand, not mm-hmm. just on the issues. It's primarily talking about the issues, but knowing where you stand in that concept you just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, knowing knowing that as much as we say we want change that we have to realize that we are going to have to risk some things in order to bring about that change. Uh, You know, it's not just about uh, platitudes and affirmations. It's not just about um, uh, not creating and avoiding conflict. It's, 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 you you can't have change without it. (laughs) Right. Right. Change. I mean, the very nature of change, it requires some rendering, some tearing mm-hmm. away, some yes, some the it it it's not recognizable after yeah. after the 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 fact. Every everyone loves the butterfly metaphor, and we tend to I focus know. the butterfly. We tend to focus on the butterfly at the end and completely forget the messy uh, gloop. Uh, the imaginal cells. 
that right the in the, yeah. the goo in the in the what do you call it the chrysalis that yeah. that, that is formless that is messy that is like you know you throw that up on the screen people are like ew but that's right. that's that's the that's what it looks like you know um the the very risk of that caterpillar just like dangling itself there and and encased but formless on the inside so um, but you know i'd even i'd even go so far as to to not even use that metaphor anymore because it, there's no there's no it, it's it's very easy to stay in the cognitive realm mm-hmm. um as opposed to really making it real like bring it so what's the what's the goo you know that i'm willing to to be in yeah like what am yes. i willing to to let die and i'm going to create some goo <laughs> right yeah. that messy um and am I willing to do that? If I'm not willing to risk anything, then why would I risk having a conversation? So maybe we should we should rename this episode No Butterfly, Just Goo. Right. Just, <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about it's all about the goo. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the goo, so the goo, really the goo is what happens during the conversation. Mm. Right. So again, we just teased a couple of things in the workshop. There's a bunch more. Um, that that will go over considerations before uh, you have the, the, the conversation. Um, but now we are in the conversation. This is this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the goo as we're talking about. Um, what are you know so some some things to bear in mind while you're in the conversation. One of the things that we always that we've always been talking about from day one at Project Sciences is what's happening in your body. Yes, absolutely. Notice, 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 notice the places get intense up. Notice the knot in the stomach. Notice the jaw, the jaw, Always, very often the jaw and the neck. Yeah. Notice yeah. if that, if that knife that was, you know, gently slicing the turkey is suddenly like gripped <laughs> tightly in a stabbing, <laughs> stabbing motion. <laughs> like, or, or, or from the imaginal cells holding the, the knife ready to right. plunge it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. No, notice, notice all these things. We jest a little bit, but seriously, notice, yeah. notice what's happening in your body. Cause, cause you know, as we've, as we've often talked about here, when, when things, when you notice that tension, that shift, always an invitation to pause. Yes. To, breath, to, to breathe, to pause to, to breathe. And you're probably going, well, yeah. I'm in a middle conversation. How can I pause? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can pause in the middle of a conversation. You can literally say, you know what? I want to step outside and take a breath and I'll come back to you on that point. You, yeah. you can pause. You can go. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to yes. go get some more sweet potatoes from the kitchen. <laughs> I'll be I right need back. another drink. I'll be back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no drinking. Maybe. You know, when you were when, you know, uh, what we were talking about before is you were talking about going on that walk, you know, to in the tryptophan haze, you know, to walk off the turkey. Also, very seriously, you know, don't attempt to, if you've been drinking or the other person. And I don't mean just like one glass of wine, but been drinking. No, don't don't. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe not the best. People time. tend to lose their inhibitions, and then it gets it can really even get uglier. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so monitor monitor yourselves in that way. But, but definitely, yeah, notice what's going on in your body, because then then you'll know when a when a real button's been pushed, 
then yep. then really remember remember the practices of how to respond when those buttons are pushed yeah the pause in the go ahead well and i think the other part too is um in terms of there you can always pause is one of the ways to pause is to ask a question like we get sucked into these conversations and think we have to prove something and i got to come equipped with a you know an encyclopedia of um you know of factoids mm -hmm. um to to give to you that there that you get sucked into that that abyss and it nothing will change from that so but if i can come to it more from a place of being curious and asking questions yeah that i don't have to do all the talking and asking a question also allows me to to breathe here's a you know here's a fun factoid you know biologically when we've been hooked and we've been you know triggered by something the amygdala hijack your brain the part that's you know that's the rational that's able to function is offline so don't even try to you know people try you know we try to respond and then it just devolves into more goo um but it's a when you notice when you're you know you're hooked by something you have the amygdala hijack you have like you know you, you're imagining that that knife that carved the turkey you know and <laughs> stop pause you know the breathe i mean that's that's the the place yeah um and asking a question is a way to give yourself a pause um and and not only that but often you ask enough questions you kind of you also giving them enough rope to hang themselves because <laughs> sometimes yep. sometimes just a simple tell me more about that really yep. gets them talking and goes down the road where sometimes just the the illogicness the anywhere in that spectrum from the illog the illogicness is that a word illogical the illogical to the purely insane right <laughs> sometimes sometimes gets sometimes gets revealed right and they may yeah. they may start off making sense but you know just yes so so often often not often given asking the questions to tell me more yeah. gives you a chance to breathe allows them to keep talking and in many ways in many ways for some folks that allows them to feel heard and often yeah. feeling heard resolves a lot of tensions it doesn't mean you agree no one's no one's right. saying you have to leave by the end of the trip or the end of dinner you know, saying right. kumbaya and agreeing, and we're not saying that. However, there is something to be said about feeling heard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, at the very least, you're not leaving each other wanting to, you know, drive a stake into each other. Like, we don't need any more violent rhetoric. We don't right. need any more hateful energy. So at least you're not doing that. I mean, at the if that's the worst case scenario, that's okay. That's, that's a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. To for that. The other thing about um uh you know asking questions is uh I don't know about you, um, but um I I don't know that I've ever met somebody that would like to be told what to do, what to think, what to believe. Right. Uh so asking questions is is a way to to keep me from doing that when when what I want to do is you know respond with you know, knowing they're they're in some conspiracy theory, and I want to respond with a bunch of facts. 
you know, what they really need to believe, it's not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the, that's often the frustrating part for many of us. We think that if we throw enough facts, minds will change as not going to happen. (laughs) Right. So, so, um, but, but on the flip side, you know, also remember, also realize that, um, none of us got to our beliefs in one conversation. So none of us are changing in one conversation either. Right. right? So, so, so if, if for that, if for that day, um, the emphasis is on how do I stay engaged and connected with this person, know that they maybe again, you know, maybe you don't see this person for the other year for another year, but maybe, yeah, maybe you do now want to make a point to, you know what, let's, let's, let's plan a time a week from now where you, where, where you and I can one-on-one talk about this, right. you know, so rather avoid, rather than avoid crazy uncle till the next Thanksgiving, um, you know, perhaps now there's an opportunity for some ongoing dialogue, and again, which is the after the conversation, which is the after the conversation. Yeah. Good segue. Thank you. I'm good at what I do. <laughs> okay. So now, so yeah, so now, so now we've, we've, we've maybe survived Thanksgiving or, you know, the dinner or that, that potentially heated conversation. And, you know, this could even, this could even very easily be something like a, you know, as we're moving into the holidays, not just, you know, family and friends, but maybe there's some kind of potluck or fellowship, you know, or event um, in your church or your spiritual community. Yeah. And not every, you know, spiritual communities and churches are becoming more and more um, less and less diverse politically. Uh, And um, yet we know that not everybody agrees and thinks the same thing people that we are in spiritual community with so this is also you know you're gonna see these folks again (laughs) yeah so even an event at you know at your church if you're doing a thanksgiving thing or a gratitude breakfast or something or your workplace Um, you know lots of yeah holiday um parties or events happens at work as workplaces and um so then what happens afterwards what happens when you come back in the new year or you come back to work the following week or whatever right um so um so one of the things is um acknowledging how you feel so so you might feel angry from the conversation or hurt or unsure how to proceed um so acknowledge that that's okay um and acknowledge that how they feel is okay as well um, right you know maybe maybe i was the one who said some things that triggered them and they were trying to be on their best behavior um maybe as i have done look as i have done as i have done with my with my own mother in the past in the context of religion <laughs> i go looking for trouble i go i yeah. go saying provocative things just to, like you know get a rise out of her um as part of what i call parental payback um so you know <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm the one. So, so to be okay with, with how they may feel after this. And and if it, yes, if it does feel right, you don't have to, but if it does feel right, um, reach out to them, you know, especially it, for, for me, this works best or I've experienced this. 
if the conversation was a more publicly visible and heard one and there were other people involved and maybe things got a little bit heated or or not but but then afterwards maybe one-on-one to find that quiet time that yeah. quiet space you know um to to say like uh you know want to want to reconnect with you around this conversation um and if it if it feels right for you to do and when we say if it feels right this is not saying you get stuck in your you get stuck in your anger and be paralyzed and be pissed off at the person uh, come to the love and rage workshop for right. i was for just thinking for, that <laughs> for what to do around that um, yeah but but we do that. We right. We we get this feeling of like I'm going back to my corner. I ain't speaking to this person again. Right. And, you know, right. we'll we'll be at church silently walking by each other, or at work silently walking by each other. Tension brewing. Yeah, we're not we're not. That's that's not necessarily the. If it feels right, we just talked about your feelings being okay and acknowledging your feelings. However, um, being being stewed and stuck in anger um, is not is it's it's just further in divisions and, and divisiveness well it's yeah and 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 looking if you look at the anger is it um you know what is it really like underneath that is it right um am i annoyed am i um frustrated am i really disappointed disheartened and if any of those might be because they still think the same then I have to come back to me realizing that, okay, maybe I went into the conversation trying to change them. And as much as I want to do that, I, you can't, um, you know, I, it's not like I'm immune from that. I just, I know that uh, when I feel disappointed and I'm like, okay, well, there's an hour I'll never get back, you know, kind of thing. It's because I want, I want them to be different. And I can't say that that's, you know, gone often. I do want someone um, that is, you know, a a white supremacist. I do want that to change. I do want them to kind of be gone. I do want them to think differently. And I can't, when it's, you know, the conversation thing, I just can't go into it, you know, as though, okay, the outcome, here's our goal. Here's our strategic plan. Here's our outcomes and our ROI. It doesn't work that way. This is a, you know, bring it back to humanity bring it back to the yeah. to empathy connection. Well, you know how well we all do nuance. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I've heard. <laughs> right. So 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 yeah, but I'll I'll joke and say these are very nuanced situations and and often we want to do the easiest thing, which is either uh bludgeon the other person over the head with our rightness or mm-hmm. avoid yeah and 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 shut down and um that's neither of those two scenarios are really helping um us move forward um but we under we understand the challenge that arises with with getting into conversations like this yeah i have a, a very close family member who um voted for um donald trump in 2016 mm-hmm. not 2020 but in 2016 and um i had to practice not responding when this person would, you know, over the the last several years, you know, complain about something that because Donald Trump is, you know, being Donald Trump. And, you know, I had to practice because one too many times I would look at them and go, well, you voted for him, you know, and that's a conversation stopper. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I had to, to, but I was so pissed 
that's what would come out of my mouth. And I'm like, okay, I need to like, maybe not be six years old, you know, like kind of, uh, you know, grow myself up, but I, you know, I and, have to and, work at it too. Right. And in that comment is also your anger hurt and hurt yeah. from, from those, from the last four years, from the 2016 to 2020 that we all had to endure and well and, and beyond and beyond which, yeah and, and beyond the havoc that he's been wreaking right um, e- e- exactly yeah. exactly so that's a that's a yeah that's a you're blaming blaming them for their own complaints and also blaming them for our hurt as well when, yeah. we, when we can take a real look at that and where we are at then then we 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 realize we can we can say some different things yeah yeah but there is that that little piece of me that um, that thinks, and and I know, I'm I'm going to assume I'm not alone in this. That if I can get the little zinger in, I'll feel better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm you a know, I'm a I'm a big really true. I'm a big final worder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not not really true though. No, exactly. but I like to think it's true. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of you know, one of the things that may come up depending on your family with and uh, people refusing to accept uh, the results of elections, this fresh in from Brazil, sort of bad news, good news. President Bolsonaro does not concede the loss to Lula, but but will allow transition to begin. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Well, he's been he's he's getting, you know, coached and supported and mm. admired by you know, election deniers in this country. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't know what's happening in Brazil, please go, please go look it up. Uh, You know, it was, it was, it was actually my ray of hope for the week to to know that Lula, Lula won that election, but it was bittersweet because he barely got just a smidge over half the votes. That's a still very deeply divided country, uh, you know, sort sort of here. But but, the you know, talking about that, because that just occurred is, you know, is also part of this, you know, talking to your people is, you know, we're talking about, you know, what have I do before and during and after so I can I could maybe practice things to say or, you know, just prepare myself. But then there's the things that just pop up, you know, so you could yeah. be sitting with your family or friends and, you know, news your alert favorite, comes in your Yes. And your favorite Fox News TV show is on. Um, um, but it can happen in the moment. And you're like, oh, wait, I didn't prepare for that one, you know, right. kind of thing. Um, and those can be really hard. Um, yes. To, to So what do you do when that happens? Come to the workshop and find out. <laughs> We're not going to give it all away here. No. Come Come, come, come. Well, again, when that happens, you get triggered. You pause. You do the yeah. same thing we've always been saying to folks. Yeah. Just, just pause for a moment and, and, and get in touch with, with what's been triggered within you. And undoubtedly what gets triggered is some fear, yeah. you know, um, and, and can you communicate that fear without making someone else wrong can you communicate that fear and still stay connected to the person and to yourself so you know when you when you talk about that um yeah that's that's sort of that's sort of what what we do in in that moment um as well we can't we can't plan for 
we can't plan for every eventuality. Um, so, but, but, but part of, part of learning the skills, you know, and practicing them. Um, and by the way, you know, having, having the conversation at, you know, we talk about, we're going to the holidays and different places. That's not the practice. That's the show. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, the, the practice happens outside of those occurrences you're preparing for those and right. like anything the more we practice the 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 better we are the better we are we are ready um and and feel more confident and assured of ourselves walking into those situations so that we're not already like tense and anxious because that's Right. You know, how do, how do we walk in grounded and settled? And part of that is knowing we have, we got some tools in our, in our pockets. Uh, we got some skill sets behind us. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, I think that's, that's a, um, also the, um, you know, when you, the pause, you know, is always our, that's one of the tools at our disposal. That's one of the most effective is, you know, the pause and the breathe. Um, and in the asking questions is, um, uh, you know, remembering that I don't, I don't need a ton of facts. If I just come back to asking a question, like, here's, you know, when you said this, this is what I heard. Is that, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, um, it, it's, it's a way to not get, cause I think at least for white folks, we get wrapped up in the, um, I don't know what to say. I don't have mm-hmm. enough details. Um, I don't want people to be uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, I think that that's where the being okay, not knowing and saying, I don't, I don't know the specific details of whatever they said. And, and then you ask a question, um, just okay. not knowing though. So we got a few minutes, we got a few minutes left. Let's, uh, let's maybe, let's maybe do a little practice, real time practice. Okay. Um, um, you want to, you want to pick a scenario, pick a. One of, those, yeah. one of the many scenarios that we might we might cover in our workshop. Let's. Uh, there you go. Um, um, so you are at your parents' house. Okay. Um, and okay, this might not work. Um, Why might not that work? Because uh, it's, it's it's this would be it's well. Let me just read it. Uh, you're at your parents' house, and you overhear your mom talking with a friend about the N word. Your mom, who is a white woman, that's why it doesn't work, um, uh, says, I don't understand why they all can use that word. It's a foul word. I don't think they should use it. I mean, if they don't want us to use it, why do they use it? And then the invitation is to practice what you might say when she gets off the phone. Okay. Well, uh, let's both do it because you got Mm -hmm. a white mom, I assume. Mm -hmm. And I got a mom who's not a fan of that word. (laughs) She's black. (laughs) Right. So she may not say the if uh, if they don't want us to use it, why do they use it? But she will definitely be on the the trip about not using the word at all. Um, mm-hmm. So so uh, you want to go first? You want you want me to go first? No, you go ahead. So so one of the things I would say to my mom is first of all, um, me personally, not a big fan of the word myself. <laughs> so so at least we're we're starting off in that sort of um, I would say similarity commonplace however one of the things i would invite her to to realize um and this is where knowing some facts helps is that 
you know, in, in, in black culture, there has, this is an effort, whether we agree with it or not to reclaim the word, to remove mm. the, the, the demeaning stigma from the word, the insulting from the word. Uh, I mean, we can argue whether we agree with that methodology or not. I mean, I used to support that idea and I've kind of like maybe come around going now, I think, no, it continues to en enable um, mm. white supremacy because it is white supremacy language. So, um, however, I can objectively go, well, I think I can understand um, the effort to, to, re to, to reclaim that word. And, and to use it now as a as it is used in much of the black community, uh, an affectation, um, a, a form of connection. Um, and as it is in many cultures, whether we agree with it or not, it's none of our business, <laughs> right. uh, you know, sort of sort of deal. Um, so so, you know, if I'm speaking to a black elder who is not a fan of the N word, you know, that's that's that would probably be my response. Um, I, I, I think, and, and, to, and in terms of, of black folk using the word, leave it, leave it up to them, leave it up to who wants to use it, use it. And who doesn't yeah. want to use it, uh, don't use it. Um, but that's where I stand on it. You know, you know, one thing we talked about earlier is like, you know, know where you stand on an issue. And so on that issue, yeah, that's where I stand. I'm, I'm not going to use the word. Um, if I'm listening to music that contains the word, um, I'm not gonna, stop listening to the song um at least you know if, to uh, depends on my comfort level of, of word usage in the entire song um yeah um but but to go like i'm also not going to disparage someone who for them this is they believe that this is truly a reclaiming of the word um right and, and they use it in in that in that way um Let's let's not let's never forget. Let's never forget that moment when um, Barack Obama was president and it was the White House Correspondents Dinner and comedian um, Larry Wilmore was was the uh, what's called it the MC was hosting it. And, and he said of Barack Obama, that's my N word. Uh, uh, he didn't use the ER affectation. He used the A, the N-I-G-G-A, uh -huh. uh, you know, and people were appalled so many people mm. were appalled by missing the point that you know the 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 changing of that word from the hard er to the a is made in an affectation made the sign of of, of brotherhood sisterhood of connection so mm. so yeah so that's my response what are you telling your mom well i probably go who are you talking to <laughs> Or no, better yet, actually, oh, or better yet, that that family member you spoke of that was the, uh -huh. the voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? No, what work. I? Yeah. Thank you. Um. So when I, you know, first read the scenario on, you know, and and my mom, this white woman, says, I don't understand why they can all use that word. It's a foul word. I don't think they should use it. I mean, if they don't want us to use it, why do they use it? I've actually had this conversation with oh. my mother. Yeah. Was your um, wait, wait, was your first response? Do you want to use it? Because if you do, <laughs> I got more questions. <laughs> right, right. No, no, actually, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I knew that wasn't what she meant. However, um, what I said to her was that I totally understand the question. 
Like I, I totally get why um, it's a it's a foul word. It's a it's derogatory. It's it's a it's a word, you know, white supremacy word. It's a and dehumanizing she totally, word. It's dehumanizing. Yeah. And she was totally on board with all of that. Where the hiccup was is, you know, when I said to her, I I've had I asked the question too. you know, used to ask the question like, wait a minute, this is a really horrid word. Why? Like I would hear it in music or something. And um, I never used it. Um, and I don't know anybody. I don't I don't recall ever hearing anyone in my family using it. But I, I told I told her that I, I understood the rationale or the question. I mean, if if um, if you don't want me to use it, then why do you use it? And so I I I just had to explain to her that um, similar, a little bit like what you were talking about, the, the cultural element of it is that um, it doesn't mean the same thing when it comes out of the mouth of a white person, as opposed to it coming out of the mouth of a black person. Um, it, it's very, it means something very different. Um, and that the it's only meant in one way when it comes out of the lips of a white body, you know, everything we just said. Yeah. Uh, and um, that it's, it's, you know, and then explaining a, a little bit kind of what you said in, in you know, for a black person to say it, um, there's, um, you know, it's just it's a, a, a reclaiming of culture and it doesn't mean um, it's not used in the same dehumanizing derogatory um, way um, and that it has its own meaning and purpose within, you know, um, the black community. And then I had to go the next step. Uh, like you also said, is that, you know, there's different, you can ask, you know, not everybody has the same opinion about whether or not to use it. Um, and, and reminding her that, you know, when you say they and them, it's not, a, you know, black people are not a monolith. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, um, and so it, it has these different meanings and she, she got it. Uh, and, you know, and I brought in the music thing. Um, I didn't talk about the ERAH thing. Um, cause that would have been, I think beyond, but she, um, she, she got it. She, um, um, she did, she did kind of say, well, they still shouldn't use it. <laughs> um, and, but then, you know, also could, you know, um, I, no, it wasn't. They still shouldn't use it. It's like, well, I still don't like to hear it. And I said, I got it because yeah. this is what it means for you. And yeah, not everybody is there. And and that's OK. It's OK for your mom and my mom to say we don't like to hear the word and you mm -hmm. don't have to try and neither of us have to try and convince them to like hearing it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's 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 the thing uh, that, that often we when when we when we get stuck in our needing to be right yeah we 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 miss the opportunity to just let go and right. and 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 let them be they don't like to hear the word great if they if they just now have at least a little glimmer of understanding as to as to why how that how how that word is being used and why it's okay for for black folk to use it with each other they don't have to agree either so again, this is this is less about changing minds. And again, now you and your mom did not have a falling out and not speak to mm -hmm. each other over the stop speaking to each other over this issue. Right. You also right. didn't leave it necessarily changing each other's minds or agreeing. So so this is not what we are trying to 
to to to coach you on on you know to coach yeah. folks on we ain't trying to teach you how to change people's minds and you know be right at the end of the day it's about it's about again staying staying connected to the people that matter even when they disagree right. on issues right. with you right yeah well i think it what it what it did you know at least in that conversation you know and my mother um you know it's like well i still don't like to hear it i'm like okay okay you know, i'm not gonna you talk have a ch- you into liking it right yeah and for the most part you have a you have a choice as the, yes you know it's time um, to go 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 uh go play rap now <laughs> yeah right yeah don't worry i'm not going to be sent giving you um albums and such you know that uh um yeah she may have even said something about you know um she may have i'm um, she may have said something about rap music or, and I thought, Oh, okay. I'm going to leave that one. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, but um, you know, her, it was the, uh, the quintessential conversation to make really clear that I think people often get forget about in difficult conversations that understanding does not equal agreement. Understanding yes. does not equal agreement. I can understand my mother. Like I don't have a, I don't know that I, I don't, I don't, I don't have this strong resistance. Well, I don't want to hear the word. Um, I, you know, I don't want to hear it, but I don't have this strong emotional pushback to it. Um, but uh, I can under, certainly understand my mother or your mother. Um, but that doesn't mean that we agree necessarily. Um, yeah. Okay. Understanding is an agreement, um, but in many ways, it is acknowledging where they are. And this comes yes. back to the feeling heard. We all, yep. just any common ground we all have as human beings is we want to feel heard. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, and and staying connected and engaged with, with our family members or colleagues or members in our spiritual communities, even if we don't agree on issues, staying connected with them goes a long way to doing that. It goes a long way to... To 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 let them know we may not agree, but this is still a this is still a safe space. Um, yeah, you know that we people are always agree. saying, "What can I? What can I do? I got to do something. I got to do something." Talk to your people. Talk talk to your people. Come to our workshop. That's what you can do, so that you can then you know get some skill sets around mm-hmm. talking to your people. So again, that is uh, the talking to your people, November nineteenth and December third. Uh, 10 to 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, uh, come to one, come to the other, come to both. Um, but more information. Lots of practice. And, there you go. And registration is up at projectsanctus.com. Um, you can also um, visit us there to um, make donations, keep the train running, um, and see all the other opportunities, opportunities that we have mm-hmm. uh, for you. Um, so again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, let your friends know that they can get it on all their favorite uh, podcast platforms, no matter where they're listening to podcasts. And if they don't know what a podcast is, you can direct them to the interwebs with love and justice for all And they can listen to it there. Uh, when you're on your platforms, please subscribe um, and rate the podcast. Most podcast platforms gives you like a number of star options. Um, I think us, you can only pick five stars. Some are four, ours. some are five, you know, whatever it is. No, I think, no, the only option is to pick five stars. Now, listen, we just had a whole discussion about people being okay where they are. <laughs> we want you to pick all the okay. five stars. Okay. Pick 
pick as pick as many stars <laughs> as you want, but we want all of them. Just letting you know where we are. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll accept where you are. The <laughs> fact that you pick stars means that you were listening and we're happy. Yes, we're absolutely. Happy with yes. We're happy with that. Thank but you for the redirect. There you go. But all the stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so until next time, folks. Let's get our holy on. Holy on.